0: to Totalus Rankium. This week, Antoninus Pius. And welcome to
1: Roman Emperor's Has Ranking Podcast. I'm Jamie. I'm Rob rating all of the Emperors from Augustus to Augustulus and this is episode sixteen, Antoninus Pius. And Emperor fifteen, right? Emperor fifteen if I've done that number correctly. Yeah. And this is very yeah. exciting because he's the first Emperor with two names. Yes, he is. Well, All the emperors have millions of names. Oh well, yeah. First yeah. one we used to, and also first recording we've done in ages. I know two, uh, two, over two weeks. Yeah, almost Ooh, three, three weeks. Three weeks. Yeah. Well, listeners, you should have only missed one week, but mm. but we've not actually recorded for ages, so no, we went through a very intense <laughs> couple of days, yes. didn't we? <laughs> Let's. uh hope I've not forgotten everything to do with the Romans. That's, uh, yeah. The Romans. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So, but but before we start. How was your,
0: your tour? Oh, it was really good. It's really good. Yeah. Um, I, I, I bought you a little bit of rock from Vesuvius. Nice. And I brought you a little bit of white rock, I think is rock from Pompeii as well. It's not. It could be someone's thigh bone, I'm not sure. <laughs> that, that, oh, I don't know, that might be quite good. Well, I'll pass it to you as a memento. Oh, thank I can you be bothered to buy much. anything, so I just picked a rock off the ground. It's the thought that counts. It is, it's the thought. It is. Yeah. And you had a thought. Yeah. The thought being, I can't be bothered to spend yeah. money on Rob. Yeah, and nothing yeah. to the
1: fact I got stuck at the bottom of my shoe. Just no. <laughs> Excellent. Good. Right. Well, let's make start, shall we? Yeah. Um Fourth of
0: the five good emperors. Ah, so one left, and I know it's uh, Marcus Aurelius. Yes,
1: Marcus Aurelius. Aurelius. Yes. But that's next week. That's next week. But before we do that, we're going to do a family tree time. Yay! Yeah, it's been a while since we've had a family tree. Is this going to
0: carry on? No. Just this episode? Just this episode. Well, it might
1: carry on over the next two episodes slightly.
0: Okay, I'll use this whole page then. Yeah, use the whole page. Okay,
1: It's nowhere near as convoluted as the Julio Claudian family tree. Especially since I've simplified it. Start with Nerva at the top. Should Should I go portrait or horror... Uh, go, go Lance. No, Portrait. Portrait. Oh, portrait. Okay. Yeah. So Nerva at the top. Nerva's at the top. Yeah, got Nerva. Good. And his adopted son was Hadrian. Got him. See? Nice and simple. Yeah. And then Trajan. Oh, sorry. No, I've made a mistake, though. His adopted son was Trajan, not Hadrian. <laughs> sorry. So cross that out. That's fine. I'll put Trajan instead. I've given him a beard and everything now. That's a fake beard. Put, put okay. like little loops on it. I'll make him look like Spock. Me, okay. he, he looks a bit like of Orkin, didn't he? Oh, he did, yeah. A bit angry looking There we go. Right, okay. So, Nerva adopted Trajan, yeah. then Trajan adopted Hadrian. That's me saying it's simple. Already messed it up. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right. Got it. Now we get into the bit that we need to discuss, because I only talked about it briefly last time, and we do need to understand this bit to understand what's going on in today's episode. So, Hadrian, if you remember, when he was dying, had this succession problem. Yes. And he noticed young Marcus Aurelius, yeah. who was actually called something else at that point. But I'm just going to stick to the names that we grew to know them as. Fair, yeah. Because everyone changed their names as soon as they got adopted and it just gets silly. Fair so enough. he um he notices Marcus Aurelius, wants Marcus Aurelius to succeed him, but Marcus Aurelius is a bit too young. So mm. he adopts Lucius. Lucius. We're going to call him Lucius the Elder, because you can probably guess what his son's name was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So if you remember from last week, this is the sickly man who the plan was that he would rule for a couple of years. Oh yeah, and he's, yeah. And he, and he didn't. Yeah. So Lucius the Elder has a son called Lucius. Yeah. So pop him onto the I'll family tree. Way. Yeah. In fact, put Lucius Verus because that's what we come to know him as. Yeah. And he is then forced to adopt Marcus Aurelius. That's Lucius the Elder adopts Marcus Aurelius. Oh. Yeah. So now you've got two sort of brothers, Marcus Aurelius and uh, Lucius Verus. Okay. Right, can you remember what happened to Lucius, the Elder? Oh, he uh, Oh, he didn't get...
0: He was 90 or something, he was spreading rumours about Hadrian. Oh, no,
1: that, that was someone else. This oh. Lucius was too sickly and he died. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So put a cross through Lucius the Elder. He's now dead. dead. So Hadrian then needs to think again. So yeah. he then decided to adopt... Antoninus Pius. I'll put that here. Yeah, squeeze him. So Hadrian prayer. adopted an old man? Yes, yeah, Antoninus Pius at this point is in his 50s. Okay. Yeah. Now, the idea again is he won't last too long, so Marcus Aurelius will be able to take over quite soon. Because he had to adopt Marcus, did Yes, Julius, didn't he? Now, Antoninus Pius has to adopt Marcus Aurelius, but he also has to adopt Lucius Verus. Ah, okay. Always going to be conflict. Ah, well, this is it. This is why we've done that, to make sure that was clear in your head. Now, um... (laughs) Thank you. And also the listeners, now, as always, um, the the family tree part's a bit hard to get over just using the medium of sound. But we will put, um, we'll we'll put this little sketch. It's a very good family tree there. I like it. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll put that up on Facebook so you can see it. But just to sum up, Hadrian has adopted Antoninus Pius who in turn has adopted Marcus Aurelius and Lucius Verus. OK. Mm. Yeah? All good? Got it. Let's go. Right, now we know that, let's go into Antoninus Pius's life. So, he was born on the 19th of September, 86 CE. Ooh. He was the only child of Titus Aurelius Fulvus, who was a stern and irreproachable man who was consul in 89 CE. So he yeah, had um, daddy issues. Yeah, possibly. I don't know, maybe Antoninus liked that. Maybe. Mm -hmm. His dad supported Vespasian during the year of the four emperors. See, we're still talking about it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Never get away. They were a relatively new senatorial family.
0: Okay.
1: Antoninus Pius was born near Lanovium, which is south of Rome. But shortly after he was born, his dad died. That always happens. Always happens, doesn't it? Always happens. They just don't seem to last. (gasps)
0: No.
1: Right, his mother, Aria Fidelia, raised him with her father, so that's the grandfather of Antoninus Pius, uh, who was said to be a wise man and was friends with Pliny the Younger. Ah. yeah. He was also possibly the man who, do you remember when Nerva became the emperor? Not personally, but yeah. No, he became the emperor and um, someone in the Senate said, I'm not going to congratulate you, I mean, you'll be a great emperor, but... It's going to be a horrible job for you. Yeah. Yeah, we think that was Antoninus Pius's grandfather. Ooh, okay. Yeah, so a L- little connection there. Right, his mother then remarried and had two daughters. So Antoninus has two, seps- two stepsisters at this point. He was said to be an incredibly polite boy. That's nice. That is nice. In fact, that <laughs> endeared him to his relations. Um, so much so that he was often left large amounts of money in his family's will Ooh. even from distant relatives just because they thought he was really really nice that's good so what a charming young boy I'll leave 50 pounds to him in my will
0: it's like what you do when, you, when you've when got like an old relative like a grandparent you're always super nice to them because so they know they're going to give you cash
1: yeah yeah,
0: you wash up more. You know, you never wash up at home. But when you're your grandparents? you wash up like a
1: like a like a pro. Yeah. 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 And then granddad presses a pound coin into your sweaty palm. Yeah. I think oh says, don't, thank you don't tell your parents." And you're yeah. like, oh, "I won't." It's a bloody pound coin. <laughs> yeah, I'm keeping that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good old days. Uh, now I've got to work. Yeah, I know proper working. Oh, it's rubbish. Yeah. Hell. Anyway, so yeah, he obviously did that. Maybe yeah. he did household chores a lot for well, his relatives. Little penny. Yeah. Scrubbing the floor, hoovering. Probably less hoovering back then. Probably,
0: Probably, maybe.
1: Wonder what they did. Just I guess they sweep. sweep yeah, I guess sweep yeah. the floor. Not very
0: clean though. No, that's why you've got slaves. That's true. Yeah. yeah, make them suck up the dust. <laughs> Free hoover, <laughs> big straw. <laughs> I want
1: to see my face in it? Yeah. So yeah, maybe you did that. <laughs> right, around um one ten, one fifteen. So when he was around 25 or 30, he married Ania Galeria Faustina. Do we need to write her name now? Yes, just put Faustina. That's how i refer to her. She was a woman who was said to be very beautiful, wise, and kind. That's nice. Yeah, according to the Historia Augusta, um, she spent a lot of her time helping the poor and disadvantaged. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah, yeah. All, All around good egg. Apparently they had a very good marriage. That's nice. That's rare. Yeah, that's I was going to say. I aren't mean, bitter and horrible. Yeah. Right. Over the next few years, they have four children together. Oh, wow. They have Marcus I, Marcus II. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can probably guess what happens to them. Aurelia and yeah. Anna Faustina, the younger. Just Faustina, the younger. Yeah. So guess, guess who survives. Marcus I. No, neither of the Marxists survive. Oh. We don't know when they died, but we know they died before he becomes the emperor. Oh, that's why, yeah, I'm with you now. Yeah, yeah I didn't oh. bother putting their full names down. No, oh, <laughs> They are consigned to the footnotes of history. Oh. Although, actually, in my main body of text are my notes, so I suppose it's not quite a footnote. No, it's like... no. Yeah, we spent oh. a while talking about them now. wild Marxes, yeah, Marxists. Yeah. Probably the most of working spoken about in their lives. Probably. Or deaths. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, again, as per usual, you can decide when they die. As long as it's before he becomes the Emperor. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, okay. Right, right so during this time, he has gone through the usual political climbing. Mm. Uh, he's doing really well. He was made consul in 120. Oh, and so... that's that's it's a bit of a mixed year, 120, because he becomes consul, but his first son dies. Oh, right, okay, <laughs> that is sad. Okay, that wasn't... When, how much... Oh, he died young then, his son. Oh, the first shame. one did, yes. Yeah, yeah, he would have died young. Because I'm guessing... Infant mortality was pretty
0: high, I reckon. Yeah.
1: No, okay, I'll go with that. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, after this, he was given the position of pro-consul. Um, that's pro After you're a consul, you go off and you rule a province. Oh, yeah, and yeah. you make all the money by stealing it. Nice. Yeah, that's how things worked. <laughs> yeah. uh, but instead of going abroad to a province, he stayed in Italy. If you remember, Hadrian mm. created... Well, he split Italy into four. Yes, he did. And just said proconsuls consuls can govern those four sections. So he became a pro, one of the first proconsuls of a oh, section of Italy. Okay. Yeah. So, I'll say section number four. Yeah. I didn't put which section in my notes, so let's say section four. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. So when he was in um, section four of Italy, <laughs> the first omen of his imperial rule occurred. This Ooh. is according to the Historia Augusta, okay. which is that not particularly reliable yeah. source that I'm now drawing most of my stuff from. Yeah. Does, that have any, does that have anything to do with the tree yeah. or fruit? No, no trees or fruit. Oh, no, really? actually, no. Trees come into it later. Oh, OK. Yeah. Um, it's a, a wide range of how impressive these omens are. Yeah. I'll, let, I'll let you judge this first okay. one. OK. OK. So when he was in front of a crowd just announcing something... Yeah a cry came Augustus may the gods preserve you yeah that that is it so just someone just shouted something out yeah it's not really an omen is it no it's someone accidentally calling him Augustus instead of proconsul or maybe hoping he'll be the. oh maybe maybe it's, it's still not an omen it's just, yeah, a... it's just someone shouting something out yeah yeah it's a pretty poor one isn't it that's really bad yeah I'd prefer a tree don't worry we've got more yes <laughs> Okay, so by 134, Hadrian was so impressed with Antoninus that he gave him the governorship of Asia. Oh, wow, all yeah. of it? <laughs> um, yeah, the province of, of Asia. So he's, he's now over there. Asia's a very important province. Oh, so, did, he, did he travel over to there? Yes. Wow, that's really sad because that's when his wife would have really needed him for support after oh, no. the death of their second child, Marcus. That's a shame, because on the way over there is also when he loses his first daughter. Oh my goodness. Maybe they died at the same time. What are you, maybe it was a, well, an accident. According to the, to the Historia Augusta, I quote, he lost his first daughter. Oh. And I checked two translations and it both just said he lost on the way. Ooh, oh, So, so maybe <laughs> she didn't die, maybe yeah. the son didn't die, maybe they just got lost. I like that version. Maybe just
0: on the way, and the Helen spont. Uh, maybe they're given a map and upside down or something. So yeah. It's this way. It's this way. I promise. Come on, girl. Come on. And yeah. she follows. They, you know, end up going into a wood, and it's that's it. They they can't find the way back. Never seen again. No.
1: But they're still alive. They're probably still there now. Probably. If any mysterious characters come up in the next couple of episodes, that's then. When I heard slightly feral. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Chewing on right. raw cow legs, that kind of thing. So only the one child left, and that's Faustina the Younger. Okay. Yeah. Right. So, he goes off to Asia. But while he's going, not only does his um, son and daughter die, uh, apparently, or just get lost, there were also many rumours going around Rome, and snide chatter about the frankness of his wife. So I'm going to quote. About the license and loose living of his wife, a number of things were said, which he heard with great sorrow. And suppressed. What do you mean by loose living? Uh, She uh, enjoyed. Did she know a lot? She knew a lot of people. She enjoyed the company of people whilst uh, she was... I couldn't see whether she went with him or not. Mm. Or whether she stayed at Rome.
0: So these are rumours that might not be true.
1: Might not be true. I'm Um, hoping
0: they're not. He sounds really nice so far.
1: Yeah. yeah. So does she. Uh, Yeah, yeah. whether these are just um, rumours because she was apparently very outgoing and... Um, a bit mouthy. Yeah, she had opinions about helping the poor and things. Oh. And senators aren't going to like that, are no. they? So yeah, maybe, maybe it's just rumours. Yeah. Hope so. Right. Okay. When he goes to Asia, a whole host of omens happen. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Okay, see if you prefer these ones. So, a priestess in the area, instead of greeting him, saying, Hail Proconsul, mm-hmm. said... Go on, have a guess. Hail Augustus? Not quite. Hail Emperor. That's Again, that's it's, not an omen. It's, it's a bit rubbish, isn't it? But don't worry. Guess, about it. guess it's better. it. Good. Right. A okay. tree. Lightning struck his house, but there was no damage. Maybe it didn't strike his house. Yeah, maybe not. Okay. Not impressed. Okay, next one. Also, in one of the cities in the area of Cynix. A crown was transferred from the statue of a god to Antoninus's statue. I just think that's poor planning. For I, workers, I think, and you'll see a theme coming up. This is my <laughs> personal theory. Go on. I think students.
0: Oh, like stat, uh, like a
1: like a reading week. No, what's it called? The the first week. Freshers' week. Freshers' week. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is just. <laughs> let's take the crown off that. <laughs> yeah. And put it put it on the new governor's. Put a tutu. Head. Yeah. I, I I think that's what that was. OK. Yeah, a bra on him as well. No. <laughs> that's what they did. Yeah. Next. A marble statue of a bull was found hanging from a tree in his garden. Ah, a tree? Must ha- have been a very strong tree. Or a very small statue. <laughs> yeah. Again. And carving. I'm thinking students. Well, it's going to be, isn't it? It is. So, what should we do with this marble bull? Let's go and hang it in the tree <laughs> in the new governor's house. <laughs> hey. hey. Yeah. And obviously Antoninus woke up and went, oh, bloody students. I know. Uh, hang on.
0: That Maybe must be I'm going name. to be the emperor. <laughs> because of the hanging... But it's clear that that means I'm going to be emperor. A
1: hanging ball equals... Yeah. Off a tree. Yeah. Why would that... If you hang a ball... I'm struggling to see the connection here. Hanging by the ball, balls. five <laughs> by balls. <laughs> it's nice, but... Ball don't see how it's emperor maybe it's a latin thing maybe Uh maybe translation of ball in latin is you are going to be the emperor in five years time yeah yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. okay next (laughs) swarms of bees settled on his statues See again students students let's put honey let's Let's put put honey honey on on the statues yeah Or, or jam yeah okay oh this one was one of my favorite Pots that were buried underground Mm. were found not underground. They were dug up. Students. Students, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so there's basically a student rampage going on. Students littering, that's what it was. Yeah, but they saw this as a sign that for some reason he was going to be the emperor. It doesn't say what was in these pots, where the pots were, or why they were put underground. (laughs) I think he just, just littering. Yeah, I've no. pot, Throw it away! Yeah. See, th- this is what happens when we have to align the Historia Augusta instead of yeah, Suetonius. Yeah. yeah. But there you go. Right, so that happens. All of that happens, and Antoninus goes, oh, maybe I'll be emperor one day. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So when he returns to Rome, um, Hadrian treated Antoninus as one of his most trusted advisors. And he talked about him to him about all the manners of state. So he's now being held in high regard. That's good. Shortly after this, Hadrian adopted Lucius the Elder, which we talked about earlier. Yes. Good. And then Lucius died.
0: Yeah. yeah. I shouldn't laugh, but...
1: No. Yeah. To, to the delight of the Senate, Antoninus Pius was selected as Hadrian's heir. So he's obviously got respect for he's doing a good yes. job. The Senate see Antoninus as one of, their, one of their men. Yeah. So the Senate thinking, yes, this is going to be like Nerva, only better. Yay. Yeah. So it worked out well, out well for him, didn't it? <laughs> it did. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Antoninus Pius, however, took his time to consider. He didn't immediately go, yeah, I'll be the emperor. He <laughs> went away and he thought about it.
0: That's interesting.
1: Yeah, because he had a good life. He had his, his one remaining daughter. Mm. He had his wife he got on with. Had all these practical jokes being played around all the time. <laughs> yeah. Enjoyed. It. So, it's, does he want to be the emperor? Maybe
0: went home after the he saw like, a marble horse hanging from another tree. Like, mm. That sealed it. I'm going to be emperor now.
1: Clear sign. He went to the toilet and someone to put thing film out over his toilet. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, well, yeah. Oh, I've got to be the emperor. Yeah, I do it now.
0: <laughs> yeah, and saw a m- marauding band of uh, chariot racers. You know, chariot. You know, students that enjoy chariot racing. You know, go through initiation ceremonies sometimes. Yeah. Like, all greased up in their underwear, running around, yeah. Just seeing a big pair of greasy ass cheeks on his wall. Yeah.
1: That's another sign I'm going for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he returned to Adrian after seeing all of, all of these shenanigans. <laughs> After picking all the toilet paper off his <laughs> <Yes>. garden... <laughs> yeah. The eggs, wiping the eggs away. <laughs> he finally did all that and went back to Hadrian and went, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> Clear sign, you remember? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Hadrian adopted him on that one condition that he adopted Marcus Aurelius. And also Lucius's eldest orphan child. Lucius Verus. So Antoninus has now adopted two two children. Uh, Okay, and then um, he effectively starts running the Empire, because Hadrian's latter days, if you remember, were filled with pain and misery. Yes, kill me! Yeah. Uh, So Hadrian was just in his villa wishing to die, and Antoninus Pius deliberately didn't carry out some of his orders at this point.
0: How come?
1: Because Hadrian's orders were along the lines of, Kill everyone! I'm in pain! <laughs> okay. Yeah, he was... If I'm in pain, so all day. They... Yeah. yeah. This was when he was losing a bit towards the end, and he was starting to uh, just say that people should be executed just because he hmm. didn't like them. Um, we figured because he was in so much pain, he was just very grumpy. <laughs> it very uh, grumpy. Antoninus went, mm, Yeah, okay, Hadrian, I'll do that. I'll do that as next week.
0: It's good. It shows sort of a moral uh, compass, isn't it? Sort of, sort of a... Yeah. So I'm mm-hmm. not going to do that, sure. You know, bit sad.
1: So in 138, Hadrian finally died and Antoninus becomes the emperor. Everything was going according to Hadrian's plan. Antoninus Pius was in his fifties by this point. Mm. He would rule a handful of years and then pass it over to Marcus Aurelius. Brilliant. What can go wrong? That's <sighs> <laughs> <Let's> fine, find <out. laughs> So he's now the emperor. Um, his name becomes Imperator Caesar Titus Alias Hadrianus Antonius Augustus Pontifus Maximus. I'm not writing that down. No, all the emperors have names like that. I've never (sighs) bothered really sharing them with you before. But the reason why I'm sharing that with you this time is because obviously we've come to know him as Antoninus Pius. Yeah, because that that has a meaning. Yes, it does. Pius means dutiful. Hmm. Yeah. Now, it's not unlike, um... Some of the names were used for emperors, a name being given to them afterwards. This was a name they actually did use for him then. Okay. He got that um, name of Pius quite quickly after becoming the emperor. Oh. Now, the Historia Augustus gives five possible reasons. Brilliant. So we get to choose which one's right. Yes. Right, okay. Let's do it. So, number one one of the first acts that Antoninus did was attempt to deify Hadrian, okay. like you do. Yeah. The Senate were not happy about this. Why not? Remember, the Senate didn't like Hadrian. No, they didn't no. despise him like they did Domitian. But <laughs> they, they didn't like him, so they didn't want him to be deified. So Antoninus Pius says, oh, well, that's fine. You don't need to deify him. If you think that his decisions were not godly, then, um, <laughs> then maybe they were wrong such as him choosing me, so I just won't be emperor then, shall I? Ooh, ooh yeah. that's good. Uh, so they all go, ah, no, 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 we do want you to be the emperor because yes. power vacuums are not a good thing no. and everything seems stable at the moment, yeah. so let's not mess that up. So <laughs> they do, they go, oh, fine, deify him, whatever. Yeah, so that's reason number one. Okay. So he, he was dutiful to his adopted father. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, number two. Because he did not carry out those death sentences, mentioned earlier, that Hadrian said, so he was dutiful to the people. Yes, Yes. that makes sense. that makes sense. Um, He didn't allow Hadrian to kill himself.
0: (laughs) No, not anyone else it sounds like, that. No,
1: (laughs) but he he was one of the main people to convince Hadrian that he had to die a natural death, so he um, he reminded Hadrian of his duty to the Empire. Oh, okay. Um, Number four. He used to physically help Hadrian in Senate meetings towards the end. And this was when he was very old, so he'd Aww. physically be helping him into a seat and taking him out again. Aww. Yeah, that's nice, isn't it? Pick up his beard. I mean. Yeah. And number five, he was an all-round good guy. <laughs> so, paraphrasing from the historical books to that, that's essentially what it says. Yeah. yeah. So that's number five. Now yeah. there is also just back. Bang- sort of wedged onto the end of the paragraph where it yeah. talks about this and I'll quote he also loaned money at 4% yeah which is that's that's nice yeah oh, he does say the lowest rate ever exacted in order that he might use his fortune to aid many maybe that's linked to the all around good guy thing maybe that was an example of yeah. this <laughs> Just and it, all well, the reasons why it's dutiful, but also he loaned money at four percent. I like that one. I think that's the reason why. Yeah, it's probably a mixture of all of them really. Oh well, yeah, but, uh, it's a lot of good things, is not he? Yeah, so that's uh, they call him pious, the dutiful. Ah, oh, yeah, that's nice. So I like the four percent one. The four percent one. So yeah. it was the day he said, decided, I'm going to loan money at uh, five, no four, four percent. Four percent. Yeah. <sighs> yes. You are pious, sir. Yes. Antoninus, yeah. pious. pious. Yeah, it's a good name, isn't it? It is. It's quite. A name. It yeah. rolls off the tongue. Like, Antoninus so. Pius. Oh, okay. Well, we've we've yeah. figured that one out then. Yeah. So That's why he was called Pius. Yeah. Okay. Right. This history stuff's easy. It is easy, isn't it? Right. Antoninus <laughs> Pius then approaches Marcus Aurelius and suggests that he breaks his betrothal, betrothal, um, to the woman he was engaged with, and marries Faustina the younger. So he's saying to Marcus Aurelius, "Marry my daughter, and we'll make that tie a bit stronger." Which Marcus Aurelius agrees to do, and the, oh, yeah. uh, the strengths are tied. No, the ties are strengthened between them. Oh. Shortly after this, in one four one, Faustina dies. His wife. His wife dies. Oh. Yeah. They seem to have had a very happy marriage, as far as we can tell. The Senate agreed to hold games in her honor, and a temple was built to dedicate to her. Oh, that's nice. Yes. It's like they
0: do at a funeral, it's like there's an inordinate amount of men there. <laughs>
1: So how, how, or carrying a flower. How did you know my wife? Uh, I, I <laughs> met her once. Yes,
0: just one afternoon, just <laughs> once. <laughs> he met <made> her twice.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> That's probably how that went. <laughs> yeah, the um. The temple that's dedicated to her was eventually dedicated to both her and Antoninus Pius when he died. And it's still there, it still stands. It's yeah. now the Church of San Lorenzo. All so right. you can go there and you can see it. Um in one four eight, Rome was nine hundred years old. Wow, so that's a non non centenary. Non century non Noncentury. Non centenary. Yeah,
0: non-centry, non-centenary. You get a bicentenary, don't you? Tricentenary. Yeah. So is that nine years since when Rome started? Or the yeah. Empire? Because the Empire's just over 100, well, almost
1: yeah, 200 yeah, years, isn't it? Yeah, the, um, since the Romulus oh, right, right at okay. the start, which obviously is a semi-mythical date, so we're not sure exactly yeah. how they came up with that date. I, I would look
0: for the date, but it's in my other booklet and I can't be bothered to find mm. it. i started
1: yeah. a new book. Well, it's 900 years before 148, so... Well, that's true, yeah. yeah. So it'd be 1, 2... Well, no. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Don't worry, I'll splice in the actual date, we'll record it afterwards, and that'll make it look like we're just weren't good at maths. (laughs) I'm not going to do that. No,
0: (laughs) leave that in and everyone's going to know how bad we are. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Anyway, uh, Antoninus delivered a huge amount of games where elephants, giraffes, tigers, rhinoceroses, crocodiles and hippos all take part. I am going to call it the Roman safari. Yes, again took part, we died. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but there's something exciting here, because crococotters also took part. Is that sort of like a weird spliced animal? It is. A cro- crococotter? Well, I read this and I went, what's a crococotter? So I had to look it up. And I realised that it was the leader of a Spanish tribe who fought Augustus. Yeah. What? And I thought, well, that doesn't make much sense no. unless they got a whole bunch of leaders of Spanish tribes. And then I realised the that, that that was just a coincidence, because there's also another thing called a, a coracota. And Pliny wrote about them. So I'm just Definitely. going to this is Pliny the Elder. So is this a crococotta or a Corocotta? Ah, there's different spellings of it. Coracotta is um how it spelt in the Historia Augusta. Okay. But there have been different spellings of it. And I think crococotta is somewhere. Sounds sounds better as well. So, this is Pliny the Elder. This is um, obviously before he tied a pillow to his head and then died of a heart attack. (laughs) It is believed to be bisexual, and to become male and female in alternate years. What? This is describing a crocotta. Yeah. (laughs) Bear with it. The female bearing offspring without any male, among the shepherd's homesteads, it simulates human speech. It picks up the name of one of them so as to call him to come out of the doors and tear him to pieces. And also it imitates a person being sick, to attract dogs so it may attack them, that this animal alone digs up corpses that a female is seldom caught, that its eyes have a thousand variations of colour, moreover that when its shadow falls on dogs they are struck dumb, and that it has a certain magic art by which it causes every animal at which it gazes three times to stand rooted on the spot. When it crosses with this race of animals, the Ethiopian lioness gives birth to the roccota that mimics the voice of men and cattle in a similar way. It has an unbroken ridge of bone in each jaw, forming a continuous tooth without any gum. Now, I'm I'm I've got a sneaking suspicion it might be a mythical creature. Yes. Well, actually, that was him talking about what we think was a hyena. Oh, <laughs> a dog, a laughing dog. Yeah, but, and as I said at the end, there's this idea that the creature he's describing here. Gives birth to a cotton, which is very right. similar, yeah. just similar things. But generally, they mimic humans. They laugh. They And they called out the names of humans to lure them out, and then they beat them. They were oh. apparently found in India. Oh. Yeah, it's all a bit confusing. But anyway, according to the Historia <sighs> Augusta, Pius got Pius got a few of them to fight in his games. Really? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's, that's good. Really I good. also love the fact that it imitates a person being sick to attract dogs. <laughs> Do dogs come running when you're sick? History dog doesn't. No. And if it looks at anything three times, very so precise. struck it. dumb. <laughs> it, it, it's all very strange. So when you first made it used to
0: change its appearance, it sounded like the T-1000 from Terminator 2. Oh, maybe it is that.
1: I'm going from Liquid male metal. to female in alternate years. I don't know. Well, that's plenty for you, though, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. He thought it was a good idea to run towards the volcano. So, do you think he maybe
0: got hit on the head with a rock? Yeah, maybe he did. <laughs> I saw I actually saw where um, he where his boat left from. Oh, and did where he? he landed at? Yeah. yeah. On top of Vesuvius, it's shown kind of left from there.
1: In you know, Naples, oh. and then the beach where he landed and possibly died. Yeah. Oh. Mm, nice. Yeah. Um. So anyway. Great games with mythical beasts and... Yes. Yes. Uh, which were possibly hyenas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. He then went about ruling. Nothing much happened. Okay. He didn't leave Italy. Did he... He any, barely left Rome. Any any wars fighting? Not really. No. Nothing <laughs> happened for quite a while. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening. in we yeah. next week. Oh, no, no, don't worry. I found something in 156 <laughs> at the age of 70... Antoninus's health starts to deteriorate. Ooh. He could not walk upright without planks being strapped to his back. Yeah. He so back problems. Yes, he had back problems. Um, and his diet was reduced to nibbling dry bread. <laughs> yeah, it's not looking good for him. Around this um, time, Gavius Maximus died. He was one of Antoninus's most trusted advisors who'd been with him since the start. Yeah. Um... He was the Praetorian Prefect for quite some time. Oh, okay. Now, due to his death, Marcus Aurelius was then given more tr- um, command. Okay. Yeah. Uh, in 160, Marcus Aurelius and his adopted brother Lucius Verus were given consulships to rule together, Ooh. just to have a have a go at ruling. Marcus Aurelius is effectively taking control here because yeah. uh, Antoninus is pious. It's really deteriorating in health. Yeah. So Marcus Aurelius is taking on the reins, and then on the 6th of March, 161 CE, Antoninus Pius sat down for dinner and ate too much cheese. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> That night, he was very sick. Two days later, he died. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there was an outcome from that. There there was. He, Yeah, he died from eating too much cheese. That's oh, quite impressive. That is quite impressive. I think we've got to get some points of Cessus Ultimus for that. Yeah. He um, <laughs> he gave up the ghost, which is, a, seemed like a bizarrely modern phrase when I read it in the Historia mm. Augusta. Again, I checked the two different translations, and yeah. both translations use that phrase. Gave up the ghost. Yeah, it's... That's, yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah, a, yeah, I just thought that was a, a. It just stood out. Anyway, yeah, beside the mm. point. So, yeah, he left the empire to Marcus Aurelius. And there you go, and he's dead. That, that's very. <laughs> uneventful it's incredibly uneventful um, I did think so how are we going to fill a whole episode with Antoninus Pius that does explain
0: why we keep talking about random things you just keep letting it roll yeah
1: yeah <laughs> this like, week let's talk about the, the weird hyenas for ten yeah. minutes <laughs> right okay so that that's him shall we judge him uh yes if <laughs> <laughs> you said no it'll be a short episode yes right Fightius
0: Maximus!
1: Right, the reign is arguably the most peaceful in the entire history of Imperial Rome. That's good in a way. Yeah. It's not good for Fightius Maximus points, though. No, no. No. Uh, there were some rebellions. Okay. Yeah. In fact, I'll quote from the Historia Augusta. Through other legates or governors, he forced the Moors to sue for peace and crushed the Germans and the Dacians and many other tribes and also the Jews who were in revolt. Also, in Egypt, he put down rebellions and many a time sharply checked the Alani in their raiding. Rebellions, whenever they occurred, he suppressed not by means of cruelty, but with moderation and dignity. Well, that's good. He didn't, you know, just kill them because he had to. More of a... yeah. There were no major revolts at all. These were tiny little niggly things. What is it with the Dacians? They don't stop, do they? The Dacians don't stop, no. Mental. They're not happy. Um, Actually, you'll find out soon. Right. (laughs) Uh, The main fighting in this time happened in Britannia. Ooh. Yes. The northern tribe, the Brigantes, we think, seem to have been causing some trouble. They were the ones split by the wall, weren't they? Yes, by Hadrian's Wall. Um, Yeah, so... Uh, there's no decent sources on what happened at all here, so we have to just assume a lot. But we're good at that, so... Yeah. Yeah. That's... See, see it's, it's weird, because it's like... you,
0: you built, Hadrian built that wall, had it built, which Suetonius had his wife on afterwards. Yes, Afterwards, <laughs> yes, <I'm> good, good. <laughs> um, so you split that tribe in half, so instead of facing enemy on one front, you're now
1: just surrounded. Well, technically they're not the enemy. Technically they are... Oh sort of a buffer tribe for the actual enemy (laughs) that were up in Scotland. Fair enough. But they're just uh, revolting a bit. But yeah. Anyway, they start to kick up a bit of trouble. So Antoninus sends the Numidian-born governor of Upper Germania, Quintus Urbicus, to go and sort out the mess. Quintus, that's a great name. Quintus, yeah. (laughs) So as I said, there's no account, so we're going to have to speculate here. But around 140, it would appear that Urbacus, or Quintus, let's call him Quintus. Quintus led all three British legions north of Hadrian's Wall to conquer Lower Scotland. Okay. The region appears to have been pacified very quickly, so they built a new wall. Mm. Yes, called the Antonine Wall. Is it still there? Not really. uh, For reasons that will become clear soon. Construction took... Sorry, it didn't take 142 years. It started in 142, and it took 12 years to complete... It was a turf fortification on stone foundations. Ah. Uh, yes. So it just did not last as long as Hadrian's Wall, although it was, at, in its time, just as defensible. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it just hasn't lasted as well, so it's not as well known. It was approximately 40 miles on. Wow. Yeah. Three metres high, five metres wide, and it went from the Firth of Forth to the Firth of Clyde. Yeah. So if you imagine Scotland, that bit that where it's yeah, yeah, in a yeah. bit, yeah. the thinnest bit, yeah, yeah. just north of Glasgow and Scot- um, oh, okay. Edinburgh. Um, it goes across there. Yeah. So you you well into Scotland by this point. Wow. Um, Sixteen forts ran along the wall, which were linked by a road called Military Way. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they give them names. Yeah, yeah. So twelve years to build. Operational for? Go on hazard a guess. A year. <laughs> Better than that. Eight. Eight years. Eight years. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they abandoned it after eight years. It took yeah. more time to build. They must have been so annoyed at that. Yeah. So I lost four of my friends, <laughs> I lost three fingers on my right hand, now uh, we abandon. But yeah, we really don't have much detail on it, although we do have some detail from John of Forden. You mentioned this on the Twitter, didn't I you? I did. If any fans of Rex Factor are listening will know that John of Forden is being used extensively by Rex Factor at the moment as a source for early Scottish history. Mm, um, he's around in like the uh, late 1300s. 1400s yeah so it was around that yeah and he he chronicled right from the uh, the earliest days of Scotland BC up until his time um Obviously, wow. most of it made up completely. Of oh, course, cool. well, yeah. yeah, he would. And he comes up with some great stuff. Uh, some there were great dragons th- and... There's some good stuff in, in Rets Factor from John Ford And so when I came across his name whilst doing the research, I yeah, oh, no, it's John Afford. Let's see what really? he's got to say about it. So I went and found uh, an online version of the Chronicle, looked up what he yeah. had to say about the war. Do you, do you know, though, when you put it on Twitter, yeah. he'll be joining us. I actually thought you were going to bring someone to come Yeah, talk. sorry, I've only got a quote. But I will <laughs> say I do not envy... Graham from the thats having no. to use John Fordham as a source to try and make it coherent. Is, is it written a bit like
0: um, Train Spotting?
1: <laughs> yeah. All in accent. It's, it's all
0: in Scottish dialect. I really struggle to read that book.
1: Irving Walsh. Yeah, it's um, the themes are very similar as well. It's all about heroin. Um, yeah, so. In medieval times they thought the Antonine Wall was um actually a dike, because it was mainly the uh, the ditch that yeah. that survived. And they mm. called it Grimm's Dyke, after the grandfather of an imaginary Scottish king called Eugenices, who was son of Faquah. Fuquaha. Faqua. Yes. Who unfortunately Faquah was not a king. Who was Faquaha? He was the son of Grimm. And oh, the father of King Eugenius, Eugenius... Eugenius... Eugenius, sorry. Yeah, my my spell checker keeps changing it to Eugenics. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Let's call him King Eugenics. So King Eugenics is his father for uh-huh. Harqua yeah. uh-huh. Right. Uh-huh. So John of says, As the wall the Britons constructed across the island, as they had been directed, was not of stone, as they had no artists capable of such work, but of sods, it was of no use. Oh, so it's just like a muddy
0: ditch and it's pointless.
1: Yeah, it's, it's all a <laughs> bit confused. They seem to think that Severus had something to do with building it and it was a ditch and the Britons were using it. And yeah, it's mm. all a bit of a mess. And as you can tell by just that sentence alone it's not the easiest thing to read no, no. yeah. but anyway yeah. so there you go that's the Antonine Wall it's the only bit of construction we can really point to and go look Antoninus Pius did that a muddy wall <laughs> yes a muddy muddy dyke oh. yeah right back to Antoninus Pius um, at one point the Parthians looked like they were going to invade Armenia <gasps> again yes so what do you think he did oh Uh nothing He didn't do nothing. He didn't do it. Because the Armenians. Sorry, the Parthians failed to invade Armenia. Did he just put an army there? Did he build a wall? Did he build another wall? No. He sent the Parthian king a letter (gasps) saying, don't invade Armenia. Please. And the Parthian king, they went, oh, okay. (laughs) That's the nicest
0: resolution I've ever heard. (laughs) (laughs) Would you be so awfully kind not to invade? (laughs) Yeah. Just built a new fort there. You, you know, lovely marble flooring.
1: Yeah, of course, of course. I, I mean, it's coming along really well at the moment. It will just mess it up if you interfere. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. That, that's all I've got. We've got a muddy ditch in Scotland. We've got a letter sent to the Parthians and some small rebellions put down. Well, he put down
0: rebellions and he managed to prevent fighting. Yeah, I'm going to give him one. <laughs>
1: for that. Yeah, I think <laughs> I, I'm not going to give him zero because some no. stuff happened, but I might give him two. I might give him one for? for the letter, <laughs> and one for the uh, muddy ditch. I'm, I'm not giving anything for that ditch, he's <laughs> not having I mean, anything for that. It took 12 years to build, and it was quite impressive in its day, <sighs> all the 8 years, that it was used. Exactly, he's not, no, I'm not giving anything for that, you can have one for the letter, Yeah.
0: and, and the rebellions, I'll put them into one.
1: Okay, so that is a total of 3 for Phyteus Maximus.
0: Ugh. That That's going to... How does that compare to the others? Rob will just put in some uh, soft lift elevator music
1: while he searches mm-hmm. for his computer. Yeah, I haven't actually opened the
0: spreadsheet yet. He is the third worst. Fantastic. Yes. So there we go. It It is a... It does show the other previous Emperors, Emperor's in Good Light that the fact the Empire was so stable at this point, I guess.
1: Yeah. It's it's very stable.
0: Which means they're not going to score very high at the moment, but... They're not,
1: but it's good for maybe success as Ultimus. It does. Yeah, but he did. Oh, well, we'll discuss it then. We'll discuss it then. Let's go on to oprobium Crazium. Opprobium, Opprobium Crazium. A senator killed his father during Antoninus's rule. What do you think Antoninus did to him? A senator killed Antoninus's father? No, no, no. no. A senator killed his own father. Oh. Yeah. Kill him? No. He dropped him off on a desert island. Oh. Are there many desert islands near Italy? As in a deserted island. Okay. Yeah. You know what? I had exactly the same thought, <laughs> and I actually checked it, and it, yeah. yeah, the route of desert island is okay. deserted. It's not um, anything to do with climate. Oh,
0: that makes sense.
1: Yeah. It was one of those, oh, yeah, never really thought about it, yeah, but that makes either. a lot more sense, because yeah. I always have an image of a sort of yeah. sand and a palm tree. Yeah, I was thinking of Paris yeah. Caribbean. <laughs> yeah. So, right. anyway. So, a desert as in deserted island. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's, that's good. Well, that's... In a way, that kind of punishment is
0: better than murdering, because then they've got kind of, to, you know, they're going to die eventually anyway, aren't they?
1: Is that better? What would you prefer? Head chopped off or being stranded? Yeah, but I'm violent? not the one
0: being dropped off. Yeah, but it's 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 the worst punishment though, so it's better in a oh, sense. Okay, that okay, that's okay I mean, yeah, more effective. Um,
1: let's see where you come from. Yeah, that that's all I've got. For bad, crazy. Oh, let's let's go for the good, sane side. He pardoned all that Hadrian had condemned to death near his own death. That's nice. Saying that Hadrian was about to do it anyway. So not only did he pardon everyone, but he didn't do it in a, oh, my predecessor was mm. awful, I'm so much better, I'm pardoning you. He went, I'm pardoning you, Hadrian was going to do it anyway. Oh, he's protected his legacy. Yeah. That's yeah. nice. That's nice. When Marcus Aurelius's tutor died, Marcus cried, much to the distress of all the servants, yeah. who thought he should be showing more of a yeah. sort of stoic attitude. Yeah. Antoninus said, Let him be only a man for once, for neither philosophy nor empire takes away natural feelings. Oh, that's quite modern. Yeah. Um, he treated his friends the same way when he became the emperor as when he was a private citizen. It's,
0: yeah, so that, the power gets his head. Yeah.
1: Which you assume means that. I mean, maybe he was yeah. horrible to his friends before, and like he <laughs> carried on being horrible as yeah. an emperor. But I, I get the feeling—maybe
0: yeah. M- he's really sarcastic. Before he's still sarcastic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, isn't it a lovely day? <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> oh no, the worst kind of sarcasm. Yeah, <laughs> just repeating it in a silly voice. Yeah.
0: No, it's not.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe he just did that. Yeah. all day long. He went round to people's dinners still and invited people so he lived in the bay he didn't give himself Best. airs kept grounded yeah, yeah. Um, he consulted his advisers and friends before making any important decisions that's good good yeah. leadership I'll quote again with such care did he govern all peoples under him that he looked after all things and all men as if they were his own as a result the provinces all prospered in his reign informers were abolished mm. the confiscation of goods was far less frequent than ever before that's good. So that's all I've got, really. Um, so I, yeah. he, He's not crazy, is he? No. he's uh, not. There's not really any opprobium. But before we judge... Okay. I did find this. He may not have been crazy, but apparently some crazy things happened. Again, according to the Historia Augusta. Okay. So, I will quote. Besides, the Tiber flooded its banks. <gasps> okay, not crazy. Carry on. A comet was seen. No? Yeah, yeah. A two-headed child was born. Um. Yeah, starting to get a bit crazy now. <laughs>
0: well, that's that's more just
1: a birth defect. So. <laughs> a woman gave birth to quintuplets. It's five kids. Yeah. yeah happened. There was seen moreover in Arabia a crested serpent larger than usual size. <laughs> so usually they're five feet. This one was 5.1 feet <laughs> Yeah. Then goes on to say which atoms itself from the tail to the middle, so that's a bit more unusual. but I did like wow. the, there was a snake larger <laughs> than <the laughs> <whole> size. <laughs> good for, good yeah. for being specific. In Moesia, barley sprouted from the tops of trees. Sorry, were they barley trees? <laughs> <laughs> Is that how barley's grown? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> and. Besides all this, in Arabia, four lions grew tame of their own accord and yielded themselves to capture.
0: Maybe they just chased for so long, it was like, fine, catch me. Happened in, in our house, actually. We had, a, we had a rabbit that was a bit mental, and it escaped yeah. one morning. Yeah. And we tried all, like, before work, me and my wife were trying to just rest, grab this rabbit, and thought, right, it can't get out, let's leave it. So we have to out all day in the garden we came back it was still there hiding away and just running away from us then eventually we accidentally let we did as an accident let, let our dog out our history dog he like chasing his rabbit around the garden like mad and the rabbit was screaming i never heard a rabbit scream before terrified he thinks about to die eventually just lay down and went Ugh, fine like imagine the tigers to do but my dog then just started licking the rabbit and wants <laughs> to be friends <laughs> i imagine that's what happened with the, the tigers I, I think
1: so I think that story would probably have occurred, appeared in the Historia Augusta yes, it would have that happened yes. back then mad yeah <laughs> and a rabbit grew tired <laughs> yeah whilst being hunted by a vicious hound who See, proceeded to lick it again I'm thinking of all these things students again oh yeah def- definitely yeah.
0: and sorry that quintuplets I reckon it was a, it was quadruplets but one of the kids was a two-headed kid the they too. it as two. Ah, uh, that's probably it, yeah. That's what I think.
1: So I don't think we can really count that towards a no. Crazy crazy. But apparently um, that went on. as well. Yeah. Uh, go one, on. One. What are you give him one for? The fact that a two-headed child was born, John. No, because uh, he, 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 I
0: don't know, deserves someone on a desert island. On a deserted
1: island. Yeah. That's what the one
0: for. That's no, not great, is half, it? Half? Can we give him half? Should we have one between us? Just give him one in total.
1: Yeah, go on. Let's Should do we just that? do that? Let's just do that. Z- but nothing's crazy. Nothing's crazy. He's not crazy, is he? No, he's zero. zero. Yeah. zero. <laughs> there we go. He's not crazy. He seems a very sensible chap. <laughs> he does well, done, Antonius. Right, okay. On to the next one, Successor's Ultimus. Successor's Ultimus. Okay, um, he kept his personal and public money separate. Well,
0: that's
1: good. Yeah, he, he was very rich. Should um, politicians would do that. <laughs> and he wouldn't spend... Um, The public funds, unless he thought the project was really worthwhile. That's good. Careful. So he wouldn't build huge amphitheatres and (laughs) crazy temples. Like like, gold statues. Yeah, and columns and new forums and stuff. That wasn't for him. Yeah. He just improved the roads and stuff. That's good. Um, But he would spend his personal money on things. Oh. Um, If there was a famine somewhere, he'd use his own personal money to bail people out rather than public funds. So he was He was very sensible with the that's money. That's good. Yeah. yeah. I'll quote for the next one. Oh no, I've missed that. He donated all the interest he gained from his private funds to the Republic. Oh. Yeah.
0: So. That's nice. So all, all the that, extra he
1: donated. All that it. money put into an ISA, <laughs> he went straight to the Republic. That's 4%? Nice. Mm. Yeah. I say Republic because uh, that's still what they refer to themselves as. Oh, do they? Yeah. They yeah. still yeah. see, yeah, we are the Republic of yeah. Rome. Fair that right. just is ruled by an emperor. That looks better than RR on than RE, I guess. Yeah. So, um, he took away salaries from a number of men who he saw as receiving money for doing nothing, saying there was nothing meaner, nay, more unfeeling, than the man who nibbled at the revenues of state without giving any service in return. Oh, so he's cutting out the freeloaders. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Apparently there's quite a few freeloaders in Hadrian's time. And mm-hmm. Just went, no. Lots of poets and people oh, apparently yeah. were getting huge sums actors. of money. Actors. and Yeah. Maybe not be the actors. They did hate their actors. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he founded uh, an order of destitute girls called the Faustiniae. I'm probably Aww. not saying that correctly. But um, it was a bit like the, um, what Trajan and Nerva set up. The kids. The poor children. This was designed specifically for destitute girls. That's really nice. Yeah. It's good, isn't it? He didn't build much, no. so we can't point at many buildings and say he no. did it, but he did lots of restoration work. He was okay. very much a conservative with a small c. He wanted to keep <laughs> everything going how it yeah. was. So, yeah, he executed no senators, he just left one on an island. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, if a man was found guilty of corrupt administration, he would lose everything. But the man's children would keep the family fortune as long as they were paid the stolen money. So all those proconsuls going off to just rape the provinces of all their wealth and land, well, no, apparently he couldn't do that anymore. But the family didn't suffer. That's the man who did it, yeah. Again, he's got a good moral compass. Yeah, yeah. Um, He improved the postal service. Good. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Little tick in the box there. He was compared frequently to Numa. Numa. You probably don't remember him. He's way back from the first episode of Bacchus Groundus. He was the second king. Oh, yes. Remember, we had Romulus first, who was fighting and founding. And then second, we yeah. had Numa, who created all of the the good laws, and he was wise.
0: In yeah. fact, Jamie's
1: looking up his notes from the first episode. Was that before or
0: after the Punic War? Oh, way before. This oh, is right.
1: right at the start.
0: Yeah, yeah, Romulus, then Numa. Yeah. But he only, only says a month, though. Then Tullius.
1: The oh, it yeah. says a month next to him. Yeah, was he around for a month, do you think? No, no, I think maybe they named a... Oh! He named the months, that's it. I remember now, he named the months. But yeah, he also um, built lots of... Well, according to the mythology, built Mm. lots of the famous temples in Rome and created lots of the wars? Laws that Rome followed. So yeah, he was seen as a very wise statesman. Mm. uh, And Antoninus was compared to him. Mm. Yeah. And then the big one, Peace peace um we've said this a couple of times recently but more so than ever or ever again this is the most peaceful this is Pax Romania at its height he was ever a lover of peace even to such a degree that he was continually quoting the saying of Scipio in which he declared he would rather save a single citizen than slay a thousand foes oh so basically he's a Big hippie. He's John Lennon. <laughs> yes, he is John Lennon.
0: Yeah. Wow, it? So, yeah, John Lennon's maybe the reincarnated Antoninus Pius then. Yeah. So, there you go. I do have an image of him walking around with, uh, like, flowers in his hair now, though. Yeah, well,
1: that's, that's it. my he image. Loved, he loved the piece. He got the guitar on his back with a bit of string. Mm. But, I mean, th- this is this is it. This is probably yeah. where you would want to live if you had to choose a time in Roman history. Yeah. This is the most peaceful. Peaceful, most prosperous time. Oh. Don't really have anything for bad, but I've got a couple for other. Could be seen as bad or good, depending okay. on who you are. He recalled a law that said senators must leave some of their money to the Senate... Sorry, to the state when they died. So they, they don't have to do that? Money. They don't have to anymore. But that's weird, because he's very much about giving money, so that yeah. seems interesting. Yeah, but it keeps the Senate on side. The Senate did love him. They saw him as one of their men. Um, and... Um, I think he led by example. He, he did give lots of money to the state, so I think he okay. wanted others to <laughs> choose to do it rather than force them to Yeah, do yeah. It. fair enough. I bet they did, though, to get in
0: the Emperor's Good Book. Oh, yeah,
1: exactly. So that's why it's a, an other. Maybe it's good, maybe it's bad. Okay. Um, he did not replace people if he could help it. Okay. Yeah. Now, under Antoninus, people tended to stay in their posts unless there was a very good reason to change them. <laughs> so this could be a good thing, maybe not. I mean, consuls last a year yeah to to Romans that seemed normal to us that seems bizarrely short mm. now, he didn't change that in fact consuls usually last less right. than a year at this time but the pro consuls the governors usually only lasted a year and Antoninus okay. saw this as well, this is silly by the time they get to the end they're just getting to grips with it not That's what it's true. like in a new job you only really get to grips with it and start being able to put your feet up a bit after you've been there for a while about four years yeah Yeah, about that so yeah um, some governors lasted years in their posts good in a way because Mm. the good ones would be able to rule better carry on but it's more likely
0: someone's going to um... yeah it'd be interesting to see if there's a rise in say corruption because that's why the ancient Greeks when they came how the Greeks had democracy was not how we'd have had it so their politicians weren't career politicians they were you were it's like a jury you were picked out from the public yes. to serve yeah. so the corruption couldn't happen mm. I, maybe that's why it didn't happen for a year it'd be interesting to see if yeah. longer it. Sort of... yeah
1: so that it's like was this good was it not mm. that's why I put it under other under... So, yeah, there you go. That's success at He generally. Mm, well, he's pretty successful, to be honest. Yeah, I, he was. I'd say it was very successful, wasn't very, it? Very, yeah. He was very peaceful. Revolts were put down. He sent that letter. Let's not forget. We mentioned it Fighting the fight against Max. That's true, he did send a letter. He deserves points for it. And he sorted the post out. He sorted that. Well, that letter wouldn't have got there unless he <laughs> sorted that post out. <laughs> That's so. true.
0: Um, I think it's good. I think it's good. I, I'm, I'm airing towards like the eight. Yeah. Straight nine because yeah. it's, it's peaceful and tranquil and, okay. and beautiful. What are you going to go for? I'm going to go eight because I think in terms of I think emperors there emperors did more. It seems yeah. like he didn't have to do much but yeah. what he did he did it well. So I'm going to go for eight.
1: I might go for nine then. Yes yeah, so that's a total 17. of 17. Oh I forgot to put his opprobium crazy score in which was zero. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Okay so that's not yep. bad, 17. Right, next round. Image of face. Have you got a description? I have. Right. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. Again, from the Historia Augusta. He was a handsome man, and tall in stature. But being a tall man, when he was bent by old age, he had himself swathed in splints of lidden wood, bound on his chest in order that he might walk erect. Moreover, when he was old, he ate dry bread before the courtiers came to greet him in order that he might sustain his strength. His voice was hoarse and resonant, yet agreeable. Right, there's nothing
0: in there to describe what he looked like, so I'll just have to make something up That is the the best I've got. That's fine, I'll make make something (laughs) up. Um, I'll give him eyes. Eyes is a good start. Um, I'll give him him some hair. So This is the younger one, I'm not going to go for an older one here. Yeah, okay. Um... But I'm going to give him, like, hippie flowers in his hair as well. Or just a yeah. little flower kind of at the top there.
1: Yeah. As well. Oh, quite goofy teeth. Well, I yeah. don't
0: know. <laughs> More of an innocent look, rather. Oh, right, OK.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You ready for
0: the reveal? I'm, I'm ready. He had a beard! Yeah. You didn't tell me he had a beard. Well,
1: you should have known. Hadrian was a trendsetter. Do, all the, do they all have beards after this? Not all of them. But no. we're, we're beardy for a while. Oh, that's it. He's got, he's got quite a lot of curly
0: hair, hasn't he? On yeah. his head. It, it's slightly longer than his beard. His beard's kind of short, but it's a full, full beard. Yeah, it's bigger than Hadrian's beard, isn't it? It is, yes. It is. He does win on size.
1: Um, he's got a kindly face. Yeah, so when I picture Hadrian, mm. I think yeah. I picture him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Hadrian was less Hadrian-ish than I thought. I, I he think... just seems like a better Hadrian. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Hadrian 3.1, and the second one we've got one of the uh, the painted what it would have looked like back then. That's that's quite nice. Yes,
0: he's got brownish hair, light brown
1: hair. Yeah, he matches his deeds. Yeah, he looks like a kindly, wise emperor. I'm liking him. Quite liking him. You could could go for a drink with him, I think. Yeah, you could. I'd follow him. I think he looks wise. No, I'm impressed. I'm I'm impressed. I'm not going to go full, but I'm going to go to some like. Maybe eight again, I think. Eight, eight. Eight. I think I'll go for nine. You're going for nine? Yeah, I think Ooh. so. So that is a total of 17, which gives him a score of 4.25, 4. which 2. is yeah. joint highest with Augustus. Ooh. Well oh, done, Antoninus Pius. was a good high face. score there. Yeah. Right. Which is just as well, since you saw it's scored so low in two of the rounds. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, finally, we That's go... how so long you lasted for. ...onto the next round. Temple completed. Right, what do you think? Bearing in mind that Hadrian's plan was he only lasted a few years and then handed off to Marcus Aurelius.
0: In my head, it's around a 20-year-ish mark, because... Only because in my head, I'm trying to work out when he became emperor, and when he stopped. Yeah. Um, I And he's 17...
1: 23 23? years. 23? Wow. Our second longest joint with Tiberius. Wow, nice. Yeah. 23 years. So the, the whole, oh, we'll only be around for a little bit and then Ooh. pass it on didn't work. No, it really didn't. <laughs> no, Marcus Aurelius is in middle age by now. Ooh. He did a yeah. good job, though. He did a good job. So I don't think Hadrian would have been too disappointed. Yeah, so there we go. Mm. So that is um, a score of 2.88 for Tempo completo. Not bad, not bad. Which gives him a total. Oh, it's not great because he wasn't fighty or crazy. Let's no. just see where he is. Gives him a total of 27.13. So he's just below. Oh, he's quite low down, isn't he? He is quite low down. Just below Vitellius. Oh, that's Ooh. a shame, isn't it? And above Galba. Oh, that's not a good place to be. It's not a good place I'm to just, be. I feel he's more sorry for I him. I feel sorry for him because he did a he did a good job, didn't yeah, he? But he wasn't like crazy him. and he wasn't fighting and you yeah, lose out. Yeah. If all you do is love, peace. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I think in our modern eyes, he's the kind of emperor you'd want to go for, yeah. but uh, it's not worked out for him in the score. But that does not mean he doesn't have that thing, that certain certain something. Yeah. So, final round. Do they have do they a have
0: certain, certain genesis? I honestly don't I don't know. I don't know. I- See all the way through this. I've been thinking. I really like him, but I don't Doesn't think have that. I don't think. I don't know. I'd, I'm, I'm airing more towards not, but I really like him. I think he deserves a seat as a spectator, like front row seat into the stadium when the others fight it out.
1: I see. But I, I could see that, if Hadrian hadn't gone him. I'm more impressed with him than I was with Hadrian. Really? Yeah. Right. Persuade me. Why? Well, as we say, you've got to have something. Yeah. yeah. He is the most peaceful emperor of them all. Right, yes.
0: But you could argue that the, the situation at the time caused that as well. There's nothing to do. There weren't really any wars to do. There wasn't mass invaders. There weren't any
1: Yeah, volcanoes. okay. I'm just playing devil's advocate now. Hmm. No, I think you're right. It's a shame because he's good. He's an all-round good egg. He is. Yeah, he's really lovely. But what is Is That Should he be remembered by history? If someone ran up to you on the street and said, quick, tell me about a Roman emperor, is he going to be one of your go-to guys? No. He's not, is he? he? doesn't stand out in that way. Oh, it's a shame. He's close. It is close, but
0: I I don't think...
1: Oh, it's a shame as well because he got quite a low score and I think there's a lot for him. I think we're going to have to say no. Yeah, so
0: we are going to say no for Jeanne Cesar Sorry, Antoninus. I think that might be our most controversial decision so far. Possibly. But I would argue, yeah. He well, I, I as a cons- consolation prize, he deserves a front row seat in the Coliseum Okay, watch. yeah. He doesn't have to go to the Lions. We won't send him to the Lions, but he will have to... Oh,
1: we're not sending him to the Lions? No. Oh, that's nice. He's too nice for that.
0: Yeah, okay. It, w- it would be against his uh, beliefs as well. He's yeah. He's a pretty peaceful dude, wasn't
1: he? It was. So, there we go. With a mere score of 27.13, and no are uh, We are ending this week's episode. So next no. week, we're on to who? Marcus Aurelius. You'd think, wouldn't you? What? We'll find out next week. Ah. <laughs> right. Okay, so. Um, thank yous. Yeah, let's do this. Yeah, let's do this. Let's do the end. Well, actually, should we do reviews first? Okay, so Pleasant, Informative, Funny. Five stars by Alvin. That's nice. Thank you, Alvin. Do you think Eight. he's actually a chipmunk? Or? I, I don't think so.
0: I think I'm just offended. so I'm sorry, Alvin. I don't need to <laughs> compare you to a chipmunk. I'm really sorry. Not
1: even read his review yet. No. No. I'm tempted to speed up my voice in the <laughs> no.
0: editing. Well, I'm, no. so, I'm sorry, let's Alvin. Let's not do it.
1: <laughs> no. Thank you for listening and please poor, keep listening. Poor <laughs> A breezy review of the history of Rome's emperors from Augustus to Augustus. At the time of writing, we've just heard Robin Jamie, our host, discuss Nerva, the first of the four so called good emperors in the late 90s CE. I recommend Roman Emperors Totalis Rankium for anyone who enjoys history served up as entertainment. Episodes average about an hour. The format begins with an overall history and then more history as the hosts rank each emperor in set categories. Finally, if you listened and enjoy this podcast, also give a listen to The Rex Factor the podcast that inspired this podcast.
0: Ooh, that's then a
1: nice review, thank PS you. PS to the hosts. Oh. Jamie, related to the Nerva episodes discussion on an earlier iTunes review, you are the one that sounds like Moss from the it crowd. <sighs> so it is you. So I'm, I'm right. Rick Mail. Okay, I'm and, Moss. And you're Moss the I need the to find out who people. that is. It's, um, it's, oh, what's his name? Richard I, I... cannot pronounce that surname. We'll put it on YouTube yeah, after we we'll have finished. YouTube. Yeah.
0: yeah we'll Thank that. you for me sounding yeah. like Moss.
1: <laughs> 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 All right. Makes ancient history more fun. Five stars by... And I can only assume they've put this name to make it impossible to pronounce. So I'm going to pronounce it Dave. <laughs> spout, the traditional T-J-D-J-D-J-J-S-S-J-Z-H-S-J-D-J spelling. It rolls off the tongue. It does. So Dave said, I wasn't sure about Roman history as it seemed very dry and one-sided. Don't worry, he goes on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> These guys do a great job making it more enjoyable to learn about, while helping fill in the gaps between true events and illuminating the never-before-seen mental issues influencing the Emperor's psyche. Issues from killing flies to being a total lunatic. P.S. The bit at the end always makes me laugh. Keep it up, guys. Ah, good. Yes. Yes someone's noticed <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and then finally historical narration steeped in hilarious absurdity five stars by Jacob Morrison Totalis Rancium is a highly accessible and entertaining exploration into the lives of the emperors of ancient Rome with humorously satirical perspective unique to the chemistry between the two hosting Englishmen With the mandate of informing the audience and one of the hosts of the circumstances which led to a line from Augustus to Augustus, Rob and Jamie deliver a very funny narrative filled with insightful between the lines speculation rivaling Plutarch himself. The lost, forgotten rock, which saw the rise of an emperor and huge consequences to Rome, springs to mind. Absolute must hear with anyone with an interest of ancient history. Delivered in a chronological format with a nonsensical scoring criteria in the honey smooth tones of one hailing from Britannia. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, I like yeah. the honey smooth tones.
0: You do yeah. have a good voiceover. You'd be good on the radio. Oh.
1: <laughs> Thank you for that backhanded <laughs> compliment. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah, fair enough. Um, okay, well I'll I'll let you choose which oh, one they're really nice.
0: I like them all. They will give five reviews, so that's nice. Um five stars. Five yeah. What yeah, did I say? Five reviews. Five reviews, yeah, five which stars. Would, that would
1: be great if I yeah. five times.
0: Um I quite like the last one, Jacob Morrison one, that was quite nice. Yeah, I like that. So, Jacob, thank you very much. We'll we'll make you a um, Talos ranking Coin. Yes. Just like the one we're using. Maybe yeah. slightly different, because they are handmade, so, it, you know... It takes a while. Yeah. Yeah. Just have to dig the iron ore out of the ground to start with, and then yeah. flatten it. And... It
1: does, it does. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Okay, then. Right, so, Jacob Morrison, getting tucked five touch five and yep. Facebook and uh we'll send a coin out I'll put your name on the list on the list because the coins are on their way aren't they yes they are, they are. <laughs> it's fine I reassure myself and as soon as Rex back to sort their mugs out we'll sort our coins out <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. They, they are in production I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll fo- like I said earlier I will photograph and upload the, the yeah how it's going yeah
1: you've been on holiday that's, that's true
0: day, yeah. Yeah. yeah I need another like two weeks to you know, yeah, recoup from that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's not hollow no,
0: sorry, it's a working tour.
1: But we but we've got a bit of time because let's face it, Antoninus Pius didn't have much to say no, about him because he no. didn't do anything. So no, that's true. What was Vesuvius like?
0: Um, really tall. Wow, really? Yeah. It's a yeah. volcano. Did you go all the way to the top? Yes, uh, looked into the crazy very cool. Um I don't think I've uploaded those photographs, but yeah, you um we, we got like a a very scary coach ride to about two three sorry, three quarters of the way up. It's lovely about that how you can see all down to kind of the Bay of Naples and stuff is really lovely, um, and then you have to walk the five hundred meters up and it's very steep. It's not like a flat walk. My wife just every uh, every like couple of steps. We need a break. <laughs> it's okay, it's fine. Um, what I found really funny though, there's a guy who I don't think was official selling volcanic rocks. <laughs> um, yep. Yeah. So he's sitting there. He's sitting there with a hat on. And sunglasses, cross-legged, with a uh, bit of uh, like material in front of them, with like lumpy bits of rock in front of him, saying, "You know, five euros each." And You look at him, and then turn to the side, and there's just like loads of the, all that rock up the side for was free.
1: Any, anyone, anyone buying them? Yeah, I bought two. Oh, that's
0: <laughs> so got you one as well. Hey. <laughs> yeah. No, that 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 did make me laugh. Um, yeah. And then when we got to the crate, that was really awesome. There's one bit: we, when you look at the crate is really deep. It's mm. absolutely enormous, um, and you can see down one of the sides different bands of color rock, which is I thought was quite cool. There's one bit of, there was like smoke coming from the bottom. I thought that is awesome. I can see smoke coming from it, but it turned out to be the wind just blowing the dust. Um, so it wasn't as exciting. It was so it was as exciting. It was it was very very cool. Lovely. Yeah.
1: Spartacus camped halfway up Vesuvius. Yeah. Mm. On one of his rampages. Oh, that's, that's they good. sent several armies to go and deal with him, yeah. but he uh, lowered ropes down a cliff and snuck yeah. round the back and destroyed the army. Oh, oh
0: fantastic! Yeah, yeah,
1: that's, yeah uh, that's cool. And Pompeii, you went to Pompeii? Yes, Pompeii was amazing because um,
0: I'd, I'd seen pictures of kind of the main street, where's like the shops and there's like the road and the, the the pavement at the side. But there was there was coloured. There were paintings in the buildings on the wall, mm. and there was painted graffiti as well that you can yeah. see. And in coming out of the, the mini Coliseum where Pink Floyd played and David Gilmour played there really recently
1: yeah best guitarist in the world
0: um, <laughs> there was um, there's like the painted wall coming out of the Coliseum bit, and there was um, a theatre and there there was engraved graffiti as well and it's a kind of graffiti a 14 year old boy now would do <laughs> yeah <laughs> a, lot, a lot of phallic imagery it was great yeah yeah but that, was, that was quite amazing. But I was amazed with the quality of the paintings. They're just on yeah. the walls. It was, honestly, it's amazing. And they had a takeaway shop as well. It was quite cool. It had like a um, a marble surface with three pots in it that was still there and intact.
1: Can you still get something from the takeaway?
0: I tried, but no. 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 I got. Closed. Yes, yes. Yeah. Quite a while. Yeah, that. That's a shame. I, I learned a new horrible fact as well.
1: Okay, go on then.
0: Remember when I told you about the, the boxer pose, the people that. Got oh, yeah, that was a horrible fact. Tenders. Oh, do you want to know about better one? Yeah, please do. So. Okay, uh, you have to image, yeah, imagine something here. I don't know if you ever seen a video. On YouTube, if you type, you can um, watch people try and uh, do hard boiled eggs in the microwave. Now, what happens when you try and hard boil an egg in the microwave? It
1: explodes, I'm it does it explode something? It does.
0: My friend did it. It blew the door off his microwave. Wow. And that happens because the liquid is turning into a gas. Pressure. <laughs> That's what happened to their heads <laughs> for some of the people. <laughs>
1: That shouldn't be funny. (laughs) That's horrible.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So the intense heat turned the liquid in their heads, in their brain, to gas and their heads cracked open in some places.
1: Oh. From
0: the sudden heat. Oh, nasty. So imagine that when you're laying in a bed at night, staring at the dark ceiling. Those listeners who live near an active volcano. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I, I was made, in Naples, there are three million people living around Vesuvius. Yeah. I mean, the last major eruption was in 1944, but yeah. it
1: is due
0: one. Yeah. Yeah, they have a plan apparently, but no one knew what it was. The guide was saying, Yeah, there's a, I live near, yeah, it's living yeah, there's, over there's there. There's a
1: plan. It's called run. run! Yeah, run for your life! <laughs> run away. Put a pillow on your head and leg <laughs> it. <laughs> but what, what, what do you plan? Just get well, out. Against a pyroclastic flow. I mean, I yeah, and lava, you dig trenches, you can do, there's all sorts you can do against lava. I, I, I
0: mean, I know, I know they're pretty rare, but there has to be very set conditions for that. Yeah. Normally, when seas erupted last time, is just more of an explosive. Yeah. So. yeah.
1: Well, fly rock everywhere, a bit. It's very, very, very yeah, good. Range Yeah, oh, it's good. Mm. Yeah. Right, well. That's a nice little chat yes. that we're able to do because Antoninus yeah. Pius did nothing. No. Uh, absolutely nothing. Nothing at all. And that's why he doesn't have a genie season. Yeah, right? I suppose you're right. The fact we're having to pad out this episode <laughs> of just chatting about your holiday, folding yeah. the troops. Yeah. 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 Okay. You, I hear you're going to holiday next week. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to Brighton. It's not quite oh. as uh, Roman. We have to find something. I'll find something. I'll find have something some find to do something. with Romans right okay then um let's thank the x factor as we always do because oh, we have they, to uh, yeah so in our contract yeah yeah that allows um, us to keep using their format yeah so thank you um yeah and uh, thank you the listeners um yeah and, and thank uh, you for the reviews as well um i'd like to to thank the greek history podcast
0: and the viking history podcast they're very good very yes. entertaining
1: yeah the greek history podcast um Especially had a good conversation with him yeah. at, the, at the weekend about Aww. the joys of running a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of research yeah, and reading. Yeah, that was good. Okay, so yeah. until next week, while well, we're doing Marcus Aurelius, maybe. Yes. Ooh. Yeah, suspense. Oh. Anyway, until next time, goodbye. Goodbye.
0: Hello and welcome to Totalus to, to Rankium After Dark.
1: Yes, it's 11 o'clock and yes. uh, we have had one or two beverages and watched Gladiator. Oh, we did, we watched Gladiator. So this is um, our first of a semi-regular feature. I say, oh, don't sit on History Douglas. Sorry. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> where we're going to review some films that are set in Roman times. Yes. Um, I,
0: I really enjoyed it, actually. I think, it's, I think it's a really good film. Yeah? Yes, um, because I think people get a bit... Go, <laughs> History Dog. Um, people... <laughs> we might
1: need to put History Dog away for this. Yes. Goodbye, History Dog.
0: Yeah, I really like it. I think it's a good film. Yeah, OK. Yeah. I, well, because I, I think people get really antsy with histor- history films and they think, oh, yeah. it's not historically accurate. Of course it's not. They're made for the audience. <laughs> that don't know the history. So it's, it's built for entertainment value, not historical accuracy. Yeah, no, I'll agree with you. Yeah, I don't think yeah. you should get annoyed by historical no. inaccuracies in no. films. Um, yeah. I feel like it gave away a lot of the Commodus episode. <laughs> I, <laughs> I know for a fact that Commodus died in the middle of the Colosseum, now in Rome, in front well, yeah. of thousands of witnesses.
1: Now you know that. Yeah, that's, so that's, that's a that's historical fact. going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the thing that bugged me, though gone mm. it's the pro-Republican slant yes you kept going on about that didn't you yeah So I don't, I don't mind the fact they made up tons of stuff that's fine but mm. this idea that everyone was secretly hankering for the return of the Republic mm. the Republic was awful for the Romans yeah
0: well you said you did this happened in a few other
1: films as well uh, i claudius which i briefly oh, yes. mentioned before yeah either yeah. it's with the whole claudius really wanting the return of the republic mm. in the end i doubt it no because well i also because i think because we
0: live in a very um democratic society yeah. the idea yeah. of an autocratic leader you know mm. one boss yeah that's weird yeah. so they want to make them relatable to a modern audience yeah,
1: no, I'm guessing that would be why it is. Yeah. Go on then. Let's rank it. Oh, okay. Okay, we are. We're a totalist ranking. That's true. We we haven't discussed this beforehand. We're gonna have no. to of Should some... we just rank it out of tens generally? As like a. Or we could just. Like successor film. We could try and force it into the categories that we use. For each one. Yeah. Okay. okay. So okay. for is Maximus, there was lots of fighting. Lots of fighting. I wouldn't say it's maximus either. No, actually, no. I was. We were discussing this, weren't yeah, we? Yeah. We you mentioned it's it. 16 years old so but yeah the fight scenes i was, I was expecting more I don't know, I'm, I'm going for six I, i'm gonna
0: i'm gonna go for seven just for that woman got cut in half that Was hilarious <laughs> and at the beginning where the guy the soldier returns back without a head <laughs> but he's still yeah, still yeah, no, sitting upright on a horse yeah. which is i find a bit weird yeah it might be propped up with a stick or something
1: Maybe it's propped up i hope so you knows That's a thirteen for five years next month.
0: Uh, We should probably write this down.
1: Oh yeah, (laughs) get my pad again. So the
0: next one is
1: a Probium Crazium. Well, it had whacking Phoenix, (laughs) Phoenix as Commodus, and he was quite crazy, innit?
0: He was yeah. He did that really well. A lot of incestuously. Yeah, uh, kind of stuff. You, you, you got the sense that he was going to go <laughs> <laughs> at the end of every single yeah. line. In fact, you kept doing like, that almost at the end of every. I, single I line. did every time he spoke. Yeah. <laughs> I hope it didn't ruin the film. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's neither here nor there. Um,
1: um, um I'm, I'm, uh, for his character, uh, I think. Yeah, he did... I don't know. Should we be? We should be basing this as a film. Well, as a whole,
0: I know, but how I th- I
1: crazy think... was
0: that film? I wouldn't say it was a crazy film at all, but I think the character it portrayed was very
1: crazy. Yeah, but the only one character there was some very like, sensible characters.
0: Not really, I mean, huh, name
1: one. The old Eddie Azard man. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, yeah. Proxim- was very sensible. Proximo. Proximo. Yeah. Yeah. Who yeah. loved Oliver not, Reed. Oliver yeah. Reed. Yeah.
0: Who I only noticed during this film. He passed away during the making of the film. Yeah, he did. In yeah. Valletta, in Malta, where it was filmed. Yeah, the joys of the internet whilst you're watching films. Yes, brilliant. Yeah. Not like yeah. the old days, you have to just.
1: No talk. He did look like an old ideas that though. He did, he? yeah,
0: like you said, it was the eyes. Yes, yeah, the eyes. Um, I think for a whole film then, I'd probably have to do like two or three, because it's not really crazy. It wasn't the
1: craziest of films, was it? This category doesn't really fit well for films, no. but let's, let's shoehorn it in. Let's go I'm for it. I'm going to go for four. know, for four? I'm going to go for four. I'm going to go for three, so
0: that's, that's seven that's for a program crazy. Okay, right. Successus Ultimus. How successful was that film? Well, what was the outcome, do you think? It was successful for its history like for accuracy no no but let's talk about generally as a historical film as entertainment i think it's entertaining
1: i think yeah and i think that people will have watched that film and gone away and looked into roman history a bit more ultimately it just wanted to be a blockbuster and entertain, didn't it and that's what it did that's what films yeah. should do and it yeah. did it so yeah, i think it's very successful i'll right. give it yeah. a for,
0: for entertainment value i'll give it an eight yeah. i think you enjoyed it a bit more than me oh, my yeah. God. Yeah.
1: I'll
0: go for
1: six. Yeah, for six. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah, yeah, It's it, not my favourite film. A total of 14, then. Yeah, we'll just 14, go 14. 14. Okay. Give Joe um, Facius. What did it look like? <laughs> oh, I, I, I was... Um, poor CGI. I know it's 16 years ago. It was, it was ago.
0: 1999 <laughs> that it was developed. It yeah. released in
1: 2000. But you think that. So was, um, so was the original Lord of the Rings. That's true. Yeah, but... It was close to that. And if you think of Gollum... that film how good he was that was in 2002 though Ah, yeah but you're you're talking a couple of years yeah yeah but you know how much
0: computing develops it's
1: just just, just... every every external scene of rome just seemed i don't know could have looked better possibly
0: i I, I, i'm not going to knock it too much on that i think the, the the costumes are fantastic
1: No, I didn't like the costumes either. Oh, yeah, you had a problem with the senators, didn't you? Yeah, they were in blue and black and red and green. They were party senators. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So uh, I don't know, maybe they did. Maybe I need to look into it more. But as far as I'm concerned, senators wore purple. So you're going for the accuracy here, though, rather than what it looks like. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Okay, overall fitting, what are you going to give? It needs to be divisible easily by four. You've got your phone out with the calculator, I'm guessing. Oh, yeah, I know. I do, yeah. Yeah, I got my phone out to them. Um, I'm anticipating X, I'm... the next round. of. They uh, both give it I eight. It was... That's 16. The answer's four. I'm not giving no. it 8 i not giving it eight.
0: Giving it eight. It doesn't okay. deserve eight. I'm going to give it four. Four, okay. Uh, I only to give it... I'm more impressed cause from the time it is. I want to give it... Um, I want to give it...
1: What did you give it? Four. I I'll to give it six. Six. That's ten. 10. Oh, I use the calculator. Oh. <laughs> so yeah. that is 10 divided by 4. 2.5. Oh, actually. Yeah. <laughs> 10 divided <to laughs> by 4 yeah. is actually quite easy, yes. isn't You can, it? you can it's late. Yeah, okay. okay. Next rating. Um, right, next one. This is why I got my phone out. Um, Tempo completo. Oh. Yes. How are we going to do this? How long is the film? Oh, it's a good, over two hours, isn't it? Two yeah, hour oh, hour oh, hour. that's what I'm looking up. Hang on. but but we need a yardstick Uh, um that's true oh that's a very good point um well let's just say we just get how many minutes it is and divide it by 100 so this scores 1.5 okay (laughs) 155 minutes this scores 1.55 time divided by 100 okay yeah so minutes divided by 100 yeah yeah we'll do that there we go. So, Gladiator, the 2000 Ridley-Scott film, yeah. scores a total of 38.05.
0: Ah, well done. Not bad. But does it have a genesis R? Does it? Right, okay. Uh... See, I, I quite like films. And I know this is the first like big historical epic film that came. Well, you get all the kind of the old well, ones like Ben Hur and yeah, stuff. Yeah, you got yes. And turns the more yeah, modern. Yeah. Okay. This kicked off the things like all the wonderful films like Troy and <laughs> Arthur. <laughs> oh, you know. Yeah, we need to do Arthur. Yes. We'll review that. We're going to do that. We're going to do that. Yeah. We'll do that. But this this started all those films. really. Yeah. The big yeah. epic y sort of. I know yeah, no, they the did. World. So I, I think for that it is a Genesis. It's like the Augustus of the history, the modern modern historical
1: films. Oh, high praise! Sure I'd say, okay, say it that. Okay, okay. Don't necessarily have to like it, but I think you you know. You know what? You you seem more vehement in your ideas. Yes, oh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll, like, yeah, I'll, I'll go. I'll go with you. Fair enough. First. We're gonna give it a Genesis. <sighs> I don't know, part of me is dying inside. By saying it. But I can't think of a single other historical okay. film. Compare it would. to Arthur, yeah. Oh, yeah, or no. Troy. Yes, no, you're right. Let's okay. give it <laughs> <Cesar>. <laughs> Definitely. So, so well done. Nice to... You get a Jenny Caesar. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we've got our little things. Well done. Well done to Gladiator. Oh, right, so that's our little, little film review.
0: Yeah. We're,
1: we're going to go and see the uh, Ben-Hur film. Oh, the new one, released. yeah. This one has been panned. Yeah, somewhere. sounds good. Yeah. I
0: literally know nothing about that at all. Yeah. But it's set in moment times. Yeah. We'll, so we'll, we'll have to that. watch maybe the first one, then the then the new one.
1: Oh, we could do both, couldn't we? Yeah.
0: I, I've oh. heard the old one's quite
1: long. Oh, it's a, it's one of those old epic ones. Yeah. Might need to uh in like the Argonauts. whole afternoon kind of thing for that. That's fine. But yeah, no, we'll do both. We'll do Arthur. Yeah. Because that's sort of set in moment times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't think of any other Roman films off the top of my head. Uh, we'll just have to see
0: watch all the Roman Polanski films. Yes. That will do. We'll watch them. Alright,
1: thank you very much for if right. you listen to this, Yeah. we apologize. Yeah, we'll we'll maybe do it slightly earlier on in the day next time. No, no. No, no let's not do that. All no. right, okay. Well, thank you. Until we'll next time. Goodbye. This is Total's ranking after
0: dark. <laughs>